610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Well, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, Old Dirty Show and T-Mill have the latest. And the latest is, Clint, the Texans have a new head coach. Uh, we had been th- talking about it, believing it would happen soon, and it has happened. D'Amico Ryans is the uh, the next head coach of the Houston Texans. If you missed it at all, you can use the Odyssey app. We just spoke with the uh, the owner uh, and, and, and the owners, Cal and Hannah McNair. They were just on with us uh, about uh, about around 4:40, so you can listen to that as well. Uh, but they spoke about how they were so excited about him being here. He said he wanted to come home. And boy, Clint, I think one of the big things that jumped out, and this is huge for the Texans, and I think it it, it just kind of hits different, is that D'Amico Ryans in his statement said, this is my dream job. Houston, the Texans, is my dream job. And to me, that just kind of hits different for uh, for the Texans that this is, I mean, this is where he wants to be. We haven't seen a lot of people who just – Boy, this is where I want to be, especially quality people like him. Yeah, look, I think before we ever get to the field show, I think there's a couple of things, and you're mentioning one of them, brother. Like that, there is like that. You can't, you can't fake the the authentic aspect of of being, you know, from the from anywhere, but but just being um, from the the Gulf Coast, being from this area. He's not from Houston, but he spent a lot of time here. He's from Alabama. I get that, but. There's just something about being 100% authentic, and it, I, I personally believe that it's it's rare in, in the coaching world um, as a whole, I, and it's just beautiful when you when you, um, you you get a guy that's been as successful as D'Amico is, and he checks that box. And I, I think that's something that again, before we ever get to the field, I think the D'Amico's ability to to quote unquote galvanize this fan base and and and, and the building, if we're being honest, over at NRG. Is is I think in large part due to the authenticity, the the genuine, sincere way in which he handles his business. I think there's a lot of guys in this profession that that don't handle the football side of business. Um, call it transparent if you want, but I'm I, I, I mean to me it's just a it's just an extreme confidence. Um, it, it's it's just a, an extreme belief and trust in in what you do and and how you do it. Uh, and confidence that it's going to work, and and I think when you have that, then then it it, it it's a it's a huge plus, and I think D'Amico has that. And so one, I, I think um, the the Texans, uh, the organization has needed. There's been a there's been an almost by choice a disconnect with the fan base. Um, I don't think that's going to be there anymore. I think that I think oh, I think boy. D'Amico brings that together. And then the other thing I've mentioned a couple of times, show I I just. I believe when ownership, the general manager, and the head coach are all aligned, all all on on one accord, all pulling the rope in the same direction, I think it's been five plus years since since we've had that. If we're being completely, and maybe even more, Sean and Landry are going to be on from six to eight. Um, you know, those, right. those guys were covering the team, you know, back ten years ago, and so maybe they can tell you. Maybe it's been before that, but I'm pretty confident in saying it's been five plus years since everybody in the organization. Was doing everything they could to win ball games. Yeah, you're right. Him and Rick Smith and, and, and Bill O'Brien. It, yeah, it Brian Gain and, and then on the same Nick. Page. I mean, then then uh, Jack came into the fold, and then and then now that the last couple of years. Yeah, so I mean, it's it, it is just refreshing as a Texans fan and hell as a media member that ha- that covers the team every day. It's it's refreshing and energizing to know, hey man, we we got 
we got a group over there right now that appears to be uh, on the same page and moving forward. And 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 they're all guys that at least hope and expect to be here long term. Not some bridge the gap. Not some one or two years. Even yeah. three. You know, it's not one of them deals. It's it is the answer moving forward. At least as they see it right now, the answer moving forward is Nick Casario at general manager and D'Amico Ryan's at head coach, and hopefully that's what gets this team back to respectability. I'll just say this. Since I've been here, they fired Rome, or fired Bill O'Brien, brought in Romeo Cornell, then they brought in David Culley, they fired Culley, then they brought in Lovey Smith, now they fired Lovey Smith. This is the first time they've actually hired a coach where I think Texans fans, or anybody for that matter, could envision <clears throat> this guy leading them to a championship. Like it was, it, it's hard to envision and see yep, David Cully or Levy Smith. I, I agree. It feels like they've hired somebody that you can look at and say, I can see it. I can yep. see, Not tomorrow, but I can see this is a guy that has it, that has the, I, I agree. Has I, the ability. Not I, saying he will, but yeah, I don't I, even think you hired people who had a chance. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I think you, you hired David Cully, and it's clear, okay, the message is you're hiring a bridge the gap. Head yeah. coach in a time when probably not many people wanted would even accept an interview, a legitimate interview, right? And then the way in which you arrived at, at Lovey Smith and even Lovey Smith himself, you know, my my hope initially was, my excitement initially was, it beats the hell out of what was there last year, it beats the hell out of what they were going to do, and can this guy get this organization back to respectability? But I still believe that this is still this is still not the future. This is this is a a, a a second bridge the gap coach, a second coach in a second year that's probably going to be around three years in terms of bridging the gap, and 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 it's it's you know you can find the silver lining in those kind of situations, but boy, I tell you what, D'Amico Ryan's it's it's easy to find um, the future in in this hire right here. Yeah, it is. Uh, so yeah, that's the latest. Your new head coach, his his dream job, his dream job. Wow, the Houston Texans. Five o'clock fire. All right, Clint, and then immediately it goes to this. We touched about this a little bit before, but this is the point where you were talking. When he gets hired now, where are we going? This is the first nugget uh, about the potential person who will be uh, running the offense. The Houston Texans have requested permission to interview Bengals wide receiver uh, coach Troy Walters for their offensive coordinator position. Uh, And uh, Troy Walters, if you want to know, he's been with the Bengals, and yes, they've got – a hell of a receiving core that he has been the coach of. Uh, he got into the NFL in 2020 as an assistant wide receivers coach with the Bengals, and then the next year up to uh, the present, he is the uh, wide receivers coach for uh, the Bengals. And, and, Clint, like, I understand everyone should be – is happy and should be happy. But when we talk about the offensive coordinator position, like – a guy with that type of a resume, that is the one where, where I'm like, mm, I wonder how that, that goes in terms of calling plays, running an yep. offense, working with the quarterback. I'm not saying that Troy can't do it as a former player in this in this league. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that is one that would make you concerned, someone who's yep. never had plays that's been in the NFL since 2020. Yep. Right? I've been in Houston longer than that. He's yep. been in the NFL that long. And uh, I don't know how much work he's done with Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that right there is what makes me nervous when you see those names. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, I I think I think when you look at at the offensive coordinator positions around the NFL, you the really good ones are are with a head coach in a system that's ideal, 
and their next step is to be a head coach. They're not they're 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 not going to go. Uh, and look, this this may happen, but I'm just I'm just what's probably what's likely, right? It's not likely that a top offensive coordinator it, like Shane Steichen. It's not likely that Shane Steichen is going to leave um, Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia and come to the Houston Texans and make a lateral move to a rebuilding team, yeah. right? And and it's it's not likely that. Uh, an offensive coordinator somewhere with a successful organ, or even even a a, 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 a mid, middle of the road fringe playoff team level of success is going to leave there and and come here. The good ones are are looking for a head coaching gig, or they're looking for some stability where they're at to build and grow and and, and hopefully have a head coaching gig down the road. So what what do you do? Do you take a guy again, an Anthony Lynn that was a head coach that's going the different direction, that's kind of going down on the backside of thirty, if you will? Or do you go get a quarterback coach somewhere that's very promising and has shown the ability to be an offensive coordinator and roll the dice there and then surround him with the right minds, offensive minds, to provide support and, and make sure that, that he's he has the best resources to have success? We'll, we'll see what, what route they take, but I, but I think when you hire a defensive-minded head coach, this is, this is the box that's unchecked. That yeah, is, I, is worrisome. No, it, it, and listen, it's the trend, right? That's what's happening in the league. A lot of young offensive coordinators, a lot of guys first time calling plays. We've seen it. Mike McDaniel in Miami, that's the first time he called plays. Kevin O'Connell, first time he called plays. I'm just simply saying, it, 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 it like are all of them going to turn out great? You know, and, and that's that's, right. and that's, that, that's concern. Yeah. When you look at like Sean McVay, when he took over the Rams, he didn't hire a defensive coordinator that had never called yeah. plays before. He hired Wade, Wade Phillips. Yep. You know, we've seen that a lot. Yeah, I, that, that is that's one interesting thing is is I know there's a lot of people that are running this system, and so the the pool to pick from, if you will, I I, I, I agree is is big, and 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 therefore you got more options. But it still boils down to they got to pick the right dude, and that right dude is is I, I just don't want to minimize what that. Like how dynamic that dude has to be. It, it can't be a dude, and I don't know Troy Walters, but Troy may be the best wide receivers coach you've ever seen. That I don't do. mean he's going to be a good OC, yeah. right? And he's called. He, look, he's called plays three different occasions in his career at, at UCF once and at Nebraska once, and then at Illinois State, I believe, when he first started. So I mean, he's called plays before, but at the end of the day, like it's. You don't just go, well, I like this old boy, man. I'm going to pick him to call plays. You you, you got to be a super dynamic. That, yeah. No, no, I, I don't. I, I agree with you. But my point is, is it don't matter how big the pool is, you still got to pick the right dude. Because yeah. the odds are, look, the reality is, is that if you've got 100 dudes out there, five of them are NFL play callers. Right? I mean, you, you, it ain't like you you got a 50-50 chance. I mean, you. you they believe anybody who touches yeah, no, Kyle, that, Kyle Shanahan and, yeah. and, 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 and just the just – the, just a small piece of their pants leg. Nah, I they, they play college. You said Sean and Kyle. Kyle, anybody who touches them, yeah, they're, they're, that, they're that, play That cast net isn't quite as big as folks may think it is. I, th- there may be one or two superstars out there in that whole pool, and you just, we got to hope that D'Amico knows that guy, and that guy wants to leave and come and, and come do what ultimately D'Amico's task with doing, which is getting his team back to respectability. So. Um, We'll see. We'll see who he picks. I'm I'm fascinated by the next hire, if I'm being completely honest. This thing just keeps on keeping on. Five o'clock fire. All right, Clint. Uh, 
listen, D'Amico Ryan's wasn't the only one who uh, who got hired, and the Texans weren't the only team to feel to fill their uh, head coaching vacancy. The Denver Broncos did as well. They have hired Sean Payton, uh, the former uh, New Orleans Saints head coach, and uh, they had to trade away assets to get him. Here's Ian Rappaport, courtesy of NFL Network, to give the latest on what went down with that deal. Yeah, a complex deal that really has been in the works for several days, kind of under the cover of darkness, but the Denver Broncos have now agreed to terms with the New Orleans Saints for compensation to complete the trade of Sean Payton. And what it is, is the New Orleans Saints receive a first rounder and a second rounder for Sean Payton and a third rounder going back. So essentially a first rounder and a pick swap now need to finalize a deal, now need to finalize a deal with Sean Payton, which should really be no issue. This is going to happen, Sean Payton now expected to be going to be the Denver Broncos head coach. All right. Uh, he is the head coach uh, of first pick 29 in this year's draft. A, a, a second round pick in the 2024 draft is what Denver sent to the Saints. The Saints give give Sean Payton and a pick in this year's draft in exchange uh, for the deal. Uh, Clint, I, I think these two organizations and coaches are going to be followed, especially here in Houston, what Sean Payton does and what D'Amico Ryans does. Clint, I I believe both teams improved and got better. I think both teams uh, are going to be improved from where they were before. I think Denver, it is not out of the question at all for them to be in a uh, playoff-level team next year in the AFC. In fact, I you know I think about putting money on it. I'm thinking about going yeah. right now and putting money on I sure, should have done it yesterday. I, it wouldn't surprise me if either one of these teams were I, – I, I'll put it to you this way. I think both of these teams are eight, nine-win teams next year. Oh, the Texans too? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I can go there. But I but I do. I, I believe, I believe yep, the, the, I, the Broncos. I, 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 firm, I firmly believe that, that, that it would not surprise me one bit if the Houston Texans and Denver Broncos were both eight, nine-win teams next year and, and, and in the middle of, of, of being a fringe – fringe playoff down the stretch <clears throat> it would it wouldn't surprise me one bit mm. i mean you, you bro you're talking about like the the texans you're talking about adding you're talking about add like in, in they're going to infuse this roster with some serious ball players and i'm not talking about the draft the draft is nice i'm, I'm talking about the three or four or five maybe even six guys that they're able to bring in from a free agent perspective it ain't no more of these journeymen that that um you know that that they're they're do right guys i, I gotta believe that that they're going to make a pretty big splash in free agency well, that's going to change the game. Well, I mean, listen, I'm excited for, for Texans fans, and I believe that, that D'Amico Ryans is a really, really good hire. I got to see who these players are first, and I got to see who sure, the quarterback is. Sure, yeah. I don't know. I agree. I don't even know who the quarterback is yet, so I, I'm not sure. They they certainly have a chance to improve over this this three and four yep. that they've been dealing with. But, uh, but listen, I, I, I've said it. I believe Sean Payton will fix Whatever it is that is, is wrong with Russell Wilson, I'm not sure Russell's going to be the Hall of Fame level guy that he was where it didn't matter what was around him. He won 10 games. But with the, the talent that they have around them, oh, I, I, I believe this is a this is a 8-9-10 win type of team with Sean Payton. I, I, I've said it this whole time. I think he's that good, and I yeah. wanted the Texans to look at him but uh yeah I, I think he will make that work in Denver the the, pro- the problem in Denver is that is that uh I don't give a damn what happened in that in that division this year that that's that's a monster yeah yeah I mean I mean you got you got six ball games a year that 
I mean, on a good year, when you're playing some pretty damn good ball, you could lose every one of them damn things. Yeah, and we'll see what happened with the Raiders, what they do. But no, uh, yeah, yeah good I, point. I, I, I like uh, I like Sean Payton to, to, to be that. He's the second best coach in the division already, and arguably, and no, he's the second best coach in the division so already. All right, um, listen, uh, the, the big story: D'Amico Ryan's is the new head coach. Uh, I, I think what does that mean now for other pieces like Nick Casario? I throw this one to you. Do you believe right now, now everybody's feeling good and happy this move has been made, that Nick Casario is off the hot seat? Do you believe Nick is off the hot seat? We'll discuss that coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Ah, uh, yeah, man. Um, uh, shout out. Once again, shout out to the uh, owners of the Houston Texans. Cal and uh, Hannah McNairs, they joined the uh, – why not? You know, on a big day like this, uh, it's a reason why uh, we are the number one afternoon sports show in this city, and why not? Why wouldn't we have the owners of the team 30 minutes after they announce uh, – Tyler, you're, you're a nutcase. When's the last time – and, Clint, you, you, you can jump into text line, trailer rolling frame text line. You can jump in before we get to Nick Casario. When's the last time the Texans has have given news or there's been Texans news that has been this exciting and not stemming from a negative space? Not Jack Easterby. I'm right. taking that off the table. Right. I mean, when is the is it is it Deshaun being drafted? The extension with Deshaun? The extension yeah. with Deshaun? That that's that's got to be it. At the time it was a glorious day. Deshaun's I, crying. We're all happy we got the franchise quarterback locked down. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that has to be the last yeah, moment. That, uh, that's right. Probably Deshaun, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> His extension, yeah. I mean, you kind of knew that was at the time. You kind of knew that was happening. Like, you knew he wasn't going to. Well, I guess he, he ended up leaving. But, I mean, yeah, this is this to me, probably that is probably the last time. But this excitement probably rivals when Deshaun was drafted. <laughs> like, this level. Oh, well, you, level no, of excitement. No, no, when you, when you factor in When you factor in how – how like I think Bill O'Brien handled that. Um, you know, I mean, he wasn't even named the starter. You know, I mean, yeah, he was drafted. And it's exciting, and I just, I mean, but he wasn't even like the heir apparent. Like the yeah. the, the 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 starter held. Uh, Bill O'Brien handled it in a way that Tom Savage was going to be the 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 guy to take the take the that year. Um, so. And then I think you factor in what's gone on the last year. And again, not beating a dead horse with the negativity, but what's gone on in the state of the fan base and the state of the organization right now and over the last couple of months with D'Amico being hired, I think this is bigger than that. I think it's bigger than Deshaun, Deshaun, signing, a, Deshaun signing a contract extension. It's bigger than Deshaun being drafted. Really? Um, I I think it's big, yeah. Because I mean, you 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 at that at that point in time, they were still they were already, they they weren't in the dumpster. Yeah, no, you're winning divisions, man. Yeah. I mean, it's about can you can you make a run in the playoffs and hopefully Ain't win a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. I mean, right now this is just hey, can somebody stop the damn bleeding, man? You know, I mean, th- this is just getting worse and worse by the day, and then all of a sudden here comes uh, Cal McNair to 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 right the ship and 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 bring D'Amico Ryan's in and and. Um, you know, until the rubber meets the road and they start playing games, I think all is going to be all is going to be um, well on the on the home front. To go along with that that excitement, as you said, hell, this is bigger to you than arguably than when Deshaun was drafted. 
And people are feeling good about the organization right now. People are, are feeling great about the organization. With that now, do you believe this means that Nick Casario's off the hot seat? Because I, I listen, listening to him uh, three weeks ago after the uh, the the end of the season, and he did that that joint press conference with the McNairs. I mean, that was a man. He said, "Time is click. You know, the clock is ticking." Like, I, I, and and offered up his job multiple times. Yeah, that sounded like a man who was on the hot seat. And, and 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 despite what some of the idiots here on the text line are saying, that is very very true. Uh, there there is there were thoughts of his of boy if he doesn't have if they don't get the right hire they don't get things turned around like they're no, they're going to look at him not the coaches right. Do you think this changes things for for Nick Casario? Well, I I don't think I don't I don't think he's on the hot seat. I think there I think there is. Uh, a, a ton of pressure on him. I mean, if this doesn't work out, I don't think he's around. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if that if that means he's on the hot seat or not. Um, I, I think there's major pressure on on Nick. I, I think the first year, maybe even the first two years, the pressure is is more on Nick Casario, I think, than it is D'Amico Ryan's. I think D'Amico Ryan's has got to come in and, and pay off immediately, which I think he will. Just do what he's been doing and and what he knows best. I think this defense improves drastically um, between now and the time that they take the field for the first for game one. I think the defense improves, and I think the record improves because of that. I, I think the pressure um, for for Nick Casario is is huge over the next year to two years, and I think that pressure is directly related to his ability to make things work with D'Amico Rhines. Like, D'Amico Rhines can't not work because we're not drafting the right guys. We're not bringing the right guys in free agency because there's dysfunction or or a lack of alignment or communication in the front office between the general manager and, and the head coach. Like, like there can't be any level of... Uh, of uh, Dysfunction's of not those. the right word. What am I, like, like there, there can't be any butting of the heads... Yeah. Um, there can't be like, to me, if I'm Cal, that's where I'm at with it. It's like, Hey Nick, do what I hired you to do and do it at a high level. One of the things I hired you to do is to lock arms with the head coach and make it work. And we got a dude in here that's got a six year contract. That's a third guy that you've hired. You had two years to, to do whatever you needed to do. And it was, it was, it was a cluster to say the least. And now we got to get things right. And a big part of that is. You and, and look, everybody that we've that we've talked to and everybody that 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 covers the NFL knows the 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 quickest way to winning is when your general manager and your head coach are aligned and they are they are I mean lock stock and barrel, seeing it through the same lens and and I mean they are they want to see each other have extreme success. And anything less than that from Nick Casario, I believe is gonna be a problem for Nick Casario, not D'Amico Ryan's. I believe it's going to be a problem for Nick Casario. Uh, I, I think that's a really good point, and, and, and also to go along with that, um, for me personally, and and we just talked to the McNairs, and you know they 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 didn't really throw a ton, but for me personally, uh, I I believe it was them that had the vast majority of the decision making and the and the reason why uh, D'Amico Ryan's is the head coach. I think they were the ones. I think this is their guy, right? Before, uh, however y'all want to put it, I don't think they weren't as involved with the Cully and the 
and, and the Lovey Smith. I, I, I think that, or, or especially the Josh McCown, who they wanted to hire. I think I think this was their guy. I think they were extremely involved in this. And to that point is they picked a coach. Well, you 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 got to have a good personnel year. Like you, it, it can't be Camo Grugier Hills. It can't be like you got money this year and you got to find the right guys. You can't screw up and have a guy like Brandon Cooks who you think is going to be a leader of yours and and you come in and give him a contract like that and then it goes south like that. Like you can't come in and say, "All right, boy, we need a starting center. Let me go Justin Britt." And then it goes south on you after after game 1. He has got to have a better year in free agency and he's got to have a good year in the draft. Cannot have a year where picks 2 and 12 are struggling mightily out the gate. Like he his the his right his position of expertise is player personnel and a talent evaluator. That needs to come through because I think the McNairs had a lot more to do with bringing in the coach than he did. So that's why I'm not so certain if he is like anything's any different now that 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 he is in. But I, I think to go along with with that 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 point. Yes, he 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 can't have friction with the head coach. Well, I, it, look, I, I show. I, I think there's the first thing we're going to see is the head, the, the the coaching staff be hired, and I, I don't know where we haven't heard yet from from D'Amico Ryan's, but very rarely does a guy that is a, a a an elite leader of men and alpha. Very rarely does that guy come in and go, "Oh hell yeah, man! You tell me who you want me to hire. Well, what do you think?" Right, so the first thing we're going to see is how are the assistants hired? What do the assistants look like? Are they D'Amico guys? Are they Nick Casario guys? Does Nick force guys on him, or or is it is it are they working together? They may very well easy land on a, on a Nick guy, but it but it's it's them working together. I, that's fine. Uh, there there just can't be to me there can't be anything forced on on D'Amico. And then we're going to come around to the draft where it's going to be the same thing. We keep coming back to the same dynamic of Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan. And ultimately that's, that's got to be right. That's got, that can't be, there, there can't be any pushback, man. I, that that's, and I look, I know Nick, I mean, hell it's like we're, we're beating up on Nick every, every turn, um, every turn here with the Texans. But, but in, in reality, there's not a whole hell of a lot of concerns when you look at D'Amico Ryan's other than the offense and the things that involve him and Nick getting along. I mean, that's the two things. And you can even tie the offensive staff into that because you got to believe the the GM should be a resource for D'Amico to find those guys. A resource. Yeah, keyword, operative word in that phrase, resource, yes. He's been more than a resource before. Uh, More than a resource. But but look, show, I mean, again, look back on, on, on where he came from, man. Like, how, how, Sean Sean Payton sat up there. Sean Payton sat up there in, in, in an interview and said, talking about how you draft, don't draft small guys and prototypical this, prototypical that. That's that's Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, uh, Nick Casario all day. One hundred and one, yeah. One hundred and one, right? That now D'Amico may feel the same way, but I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of guys that don't feel that way, and so you know that that's that's that relationship is something to keep a, a real eye on. Hey, we're giving it all to you, including uh, on, everything on, I got on a great day here for the uh, the city of Houston and Texans fans. You got your coach. You got to hear from the owner. Talk to you about bringing in the coach and coming up uh, in about five minutes. Your chance to win tickets uh, to go see Parker McCollum. He is going to open up the rodeo. Your chance to win tickets when we come back. Stay tuned. 
for that coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right. Hey, stay tuned on this big day as the Texans. They have a new head coach, D'Amico Ryan's coming up behind us. Uh, There will be uh, no best of today uh, with Figgy and T. Mill because uh, we want to continue with this news, continue with this news uh, and and having conversations for you on uh, the number one sports station uh, here in Houston. And that means Sean Pendergast. Oh, I'm sure I can't wait to see his bald head coming through here soon. And uh, uh, Landry Locker, uh, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be holding it down from six to eight. And uh, many well, folks, Sean, you done stepped off in it. That's right. Sean's gonna be fired up, man. He's gonna have a nice can of of, uh, of uh, Zivia. He's gonna be ready to roll, baby, up in this piece. So stay tuned from six to eight. Uh, special programming as uh, the guys will continue on uh, about this uh, this breaking news. With uh with uh D'Amico Ryan's taking over, but Clint, I, I, I know only one thing that I know can get you, get you even more excited about that, and that is hooking folks up with uh some Parker McCollum tickets. <laughs> there it is. That's right. As yes, uh, the rodeo nears, caller number three right now. Caller number three. 713-572-4610. Caller number 3713-572-4610. Your chance to win tickets uh, to see Parker McCollum uh, at the Houston Rodeo. Call in right now. Young Tyler will take care of you. Uh, as uh, This this will be a hell of a day for whoever wins. Get a new head coach. I've seen people, many people, and I ain't mad at you, man. Go ahead, man. This is what sports does to you. Talking about their crying, emotional crying in a club, probably about to buy a bunch of shots for people and stuff and going to turn around and say, damn, that tab was $200. They're so excited. Somebody else can now win a pair of tickets uh, on the house to see Parker coming up at the rodeo. So caller number three, uh, we got you uh, We got you handled here uh, as uh, as we continue here. That did it for me right I know there. it did. Boy, I mean, I, I immediately thought, okay, I'm on the way to the rodeo. Where are we going to stop and have a, have a couple of pregame pops? That's where that's where my mind went. Got me a designated driver. I'm easing into into the H. I'm, I'm probably gonna. I'm 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 an Armadillo Palace guy when I'm going to the rodeo. Typically, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you get in there and it's it's uh, there's a little country vibe in there. Obviously, Armadillo Palace and have me a cold pop and then uh, ease on down to to NRG. So yeah, I mean that, that uh, Parker McCollum took me right there. There you go. There's someone here on the immediately. Trip. Someone here on the trailer, rolling frame text line, said, hell yeah, D'Amico has me renewing them season tickets right now. That's what, that, that's yeah, music. look, look, that's there, music to- there's a lot of folks that, that are either, one, were full of bull on giving their t- their season tickets back and are glad that they were full of bull. I, or, think, we or, got, or, I think we got one on the line right or, now. We go, or we two, they gave them jokers back and they re- they are really regretting it right, right about now. Yeah, yeah. Well you, can, <laughs> well, you can go ahead and jump on them right now. I'm sure the Texans... We'll have that for you. All right, man. Listen, we got to do this. I mean, the owner of the Texans called him out by name, called him out, called his catchphrase. Hold on, Joe. And, and I know uh, this is if I get if I if I feel like I know this man, it has to be Cavassier somewhere <laughs> near him. Maybe a cigar. Uh, hell, he may work out today. Uh, Larry, how you, how you feeling? Go ahead, Larry. Hold on, so you know that I'm already on it, dog. Look here, you know that Cavassier and that stick already been dipped, man. I got my owner coming on the air, and he, you know, he, he, he letting your boy know he good now with the pink 
Nikki Ring, and now he's he talking about hold on, Joe, and then Hannah out in your ass because she checked your ass. So it's a great day for me. Look here, dog. You ain't getting my ass. You know, we've, we've been waiting around for three years to have this feeling of being relevant again. And now we got a young coach that we can grow up and, 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 and prosper with and bring in some talent in here and finally, maybe finally, just have the Houston Texans become what we've all dreamed that they would become, which is a Super Bowl champion. Now, we understand now that it's going to be a part of the process. But here's what I'm really going to get at you and Clint about. Y'all quit trying to wait wet blankets on things, man. Today is a day for celebration. Clint, I heard you earlier talking about, well, now, if D'Amico wants to go all defense, then he can go all defense. Damn that. Clint, you sat right there in that studio and said we need a trigger man, and I'd be damned if D'Amico and and, and don't go out there and go get the number two, number one quarterback in this draft because that's what's going to do what we all wanted to do. I told y'all the other day, it's the trifecta. If we get D'Amico, Bryce Young, and we get somebody on defense or another wide receiver, we're going to be some happy keepers because I can tell you, I don't believe in no long-term project. I believe that this thing can get turned around real quick. Because if you know like I know, when I see Jalen Petrie and Stingley and all them boys start looking happy because they got a real coach that's going to let them play some real dog defense, that's going to get your boy and staff excited. And so about those season tickets, you damn right I never gave them up, dog, because I always believed that. I believed in them boys on Kirby, and we're going to be coming back. So now that I'm going to pull out of this text, Uh, Larry, now nah, man, he had to get in, to get in today. I, I just want to, I, I just, there's a part here in the statement from D'Amico Ryan's Clint that I think it, it has to go across. Once again, he said, "Being the head coach of the Houston Texans is my dream job, and my family is thrilled to be back in H Town." Yeah, right, like you got somebody who is a quality, quality person, quality coach that wants to be here, that believes this this is his destination job. No matter what money or whatever, that is that is a huge deal. Right? Absolutely, it is. And, and to be clear, Larry, I'd preface that comment with saying that if if they got if they fall in love with a quarterback, they got to go get him. But I wouldn't be mad if they went all defense. If that guy isn't available, don't don't go reaching now. But to your point, show of D'Amico and this being D'Amico's dream job, that there is when you look at. A dude that was born and raised in Alabama played college ball in Alabama. He grew he grew up, and and um, and feels the most comfortable. And his fan I don't know his family situation. I don't know wife, who, his I, wife is from Houston. So his wife is from here. So there there you have it. Um, I, she grew up here. He just met her here and married her here. But nonetheless, the point is, is they're they're Gulf Coast folks. And say what you want about San Francisco, it ain't Alabama, and it damn sure ain't Texas. Um, you say what you want about Denver, that possibility. It's a nice place, I'm sure, but it damn sure ain't Alabama and it damn sure ain't Texas. It ain't on the Gulf Coast. And, and when 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 you're born and raised in these parts and you get an opportunity not to just come back, but to come back and, and, and be tasked with bringing the pro football franchise that is that is on the Gulf Coast in the state of Texas back to relevance, it's got to be an awesome job, man. It's got to It's got to be – uh, an awesome feeling, an awesome responsibility. Um, the only thing I could think of that that would rival is is, is if this guy went to University of Texas or this guy went to A and M. 
uh, and and he comes back and gets one of those jobs when the when the program's down and brings him back to relevance. I mean, that, those are those are the that, that's that's the caliber job that we're talking about here. So um, I'm happy for the guy, man. It sounds like he's he's uh, stoked to be back and 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 I I, I think his stuff is going to play well here, man. I, I think the authenticity, the genuine, sincere in which way in which he communicates. I think it goes. I think it goes a long way in life. I think it goes a long way in anywhere you live. But but when when you're in Houston, if you don't have first and foremost, if you don't have that, your ass better go win a Super Bowl because you ain't gonna survive it if you don't. No, no. Uh, from the uh, trailer will and frame text line, um, what is he supposed to say? Cully said it was his dream job. Also, um, Cully listen, said he you, was happy to have one a third. No, no, no. Listen, like if you want to, I mean, if you want to play this silliness. Like David Culley also, his other option was, his other head coaching option was probably at his home high school. In, For sure. In Tennessee, right? This Where is do a I guy, go? What do I do? This is a guy who had options to go coach at other teams, a wanted guy, and he turned down what we're hearing to be more money with the Denver Broncos. There's been reports of that to come here. So it's a little different from David Culley. All right, now if you want to, if you want to hear it and think, oh well, he's saying it the same way that w- David Cully did, then by all means, do you, boo, do you? That that that's that's silliness. All right, Clint, I do want to jump in. Do uh, you feel comfortable saying that? What do you, boo? Yeah. yeah to, if I ever say that, I feel a little bit. Un- I don't like it. Uh, I, I, do you I like, feel comfortable with it? I feel comfortable saying it to that Yahoo. <laughs> It depends on who you're talking to. With all due respect, yeah. I want it, I want it to feel uncomfortable like that. Sean Pendergast, Landry Locker coming up behind us. I do want to drop this off to the people as well because a lot of news coming in. Um, with the new hiring of the head coach of, of uh, D'Amico Ryans, the next thing that you've been talking about, the offensive mind, who's going to be the guy running this offense? We've got a name, and I'm sure we'll probably hear other names connected. Uh, it's interesting. Leading up to this, this was not a name that we heard, right? Um, the Houston Texans have requested permission to interview Bengals wide receiver coach Troy Walters for their offensive coordinator position. Troy Walters has been with the Bengals and in the NFL just since 2020. He started as an assistant wide receivers coach, and now he is uh, the wide receivers coach. And listen, they've got, I think people argue argue top to bottom, the best wide receiving core uh, in the NFL with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and, and Tyler Boyd. But they're looking at him, and at least in the NFL level, it does not show that he's called plays before or been a coordinator uh, at the NFL level. But he does come out of that tree. Yeah, he does come out of there over there with uh, under Zach Taylor, who is uh, out of Sean McVay. So uh, that's that's what we're hearing. And I'll be honest with you, like it's it's as he said, wet blanket. This this is one that makes me nervous. Somebody that has been in the NFL coaching for three years, less than three years. And not worked with the quarterback, and yeah. you know, not not called plays before. Yeah, not look, saying it can't work, but well, I I think they're going to have to make it work, and not necessarily Troy Walters, but I I think I think you're either going to get an up and comer that's unproven that that hasn't done it before. If he has, there's a very very small sample size, and you're going to have to surround him with the support and the resources to to see if he can handle calling plays at the NFL level, or you're going to have to get somebody that's that's going the other direction. And I don't know that that's. I don't know that that is is the route to go. I would get somebody that's been a head coach, somebody that's been an offensive coordinator, bring them in as support staff and and as a resource for a young up and comer uh, that that's calling plays. The the one thing that I, I tell you, the one thing that I love about Troy Walters, and I, I don't I don't know how serious this is. I have no idea 
It's just the name that's being associated at this point in time. There is, when you watch the Bengals play offensive football, there is a huge emphasis put on spacing, timing, depth of routes. Now, everybody gets caught up with the back shoulders, the 50-50 balls. They call them 80-20 balls and and the great catches that that clearly that that uh, Jamar Chase can go make, right? But when you watch that offense and 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 the reason Joe Burrow is so great is because Joe Burrow and 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 the receiving core, the receiving core is huge in 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 this point. The timing, the spacing, the layering, it's all tremendous in Cincinnati. It's how they win ball games, how they overcome a terrible offensive line, right? That that is is not something to turn your nose up at. If Troy Walters is part of building that, that is definitely a feather in his cap, no question yeah. about it. All right, man. What a great uh, day here. D'Amico Ryan's the new head coach, and it does not stop here. Coming up behind us, Sean Pendergast. I already see him. Landry Locker. They got you uh, covered uh, for the next uh, uh, next couple of hours as we continue our coverage on a new day here in Houston as the Texans hire their new coach, uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Seth uh, Payne, who joined us. Also, uh, our Texans insider, Brooks Cabina, who broke the story with us. And then Kyle and Hannah McNair, who joined us, the owners of the Texans. We really appreciate them. Clint, great job today. Tyler, great job with all the work going on there. I am Ron the Show Hughley. As always, Houston, we love you, baby. H-Town, I'm back. It's great to be home. Go Texans. I got to say this, though. Hold on, show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>